When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. friends, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Espo, Gerald Bourget, and Saul Bookman. Gentlemen, how you feeling on this fine Thursday afternoon? I'm alive. That's good enough for <laughs> that me. That is great. I'm feeling positive. Let's fix the Phoenix Suns today. That's uh, I, that, I'm I'm upbeat. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about some solutions today. I'm excited to do that instead <laughs> of whining and complaining about what we have right now. We're gonna do that tomorrow night again. So yes. Let's, take, let's, <laughs> let's, take, a, so let's today, take a break. We're gonna keep it a little bit positive. We do have some thoughts, some opinions, maybe some solutions for how the Suns can sustain without Devin Booker and Cam Johnson. But first, before we get into that, mm -hmm. we did get the results of the first round of all-star voting back today, and we've got one player on the list. No <laughs> surprise to anybody around the Suns, but Devin Booker is that player. He is eighth on the Western Conference Guards list. With just shy of 225,000 votes, he is behind in order. Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, John Morant, Shea Gilders-Alexander, Clay Thompson, Ru Russell Westbrook, and Damian Lillard. Yeah, okay, everybody but Russell Westbrook, I understand. It's that simple. I mean, I don't understand Clay Thompson other than the fact that they have a big-ass fan base. But, have you not yeah. watched the last three games? Stop. I mean, <laughs> Stop. Look, <laughs> I mean, it, it's... It is what it is. Like, Book is going to miss significant time. It's kind of unfortunate he's that low on the first returns. He's got, like, two-thirds of the votes he had last year. But what are you doing? Oh, I just saw a sliver of my arm in the, sh in the, oh. in the shot. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> Internal um, development. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. He should have more votes, but I get why people are down on the Suns right now. Suns fans are down on the Suns right now. Um, it is kind of strange. He has two because last year he had about three hundred and thirty some thousand votes at this same point. So I don't know. He has two thirds of the games he played last year. Um, out of sight, out of mind. That's how. Uh, yeah. That's how fans vote, and, and I, nobody's seen Booker for a couple weeks now outside of the Denver game, um, which he only for appeared like for for like a couple minutes. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and it's not Twitter. It's more yeah, difficult. That's the big I mean, Kevon Looney has more votes than Devin Booker. Well, I mean, on, Andrew Wiggins people. got that last year, so. Andrew Wiggins has 1.1 million votes already. God bless. I'll start voting. I'm, I'm so glad they changed it to not just being the fan vote because holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll keep you guys updated as these keep coming out. It is the, every Thursday for the first three Thursdays of the month. So next Thursday, we'll have another update for you. Tomorrow is, I think, a triple vote day, though. So if you are going to vote for Devin Booker as an all-star, tomorrow would be the day to do it. Screw it. Okay, let's if if the Warrior fans are going to pull this BS, vote Jock Landell tomorrow. Oh, boy. Get triple the votes for Jock Landell tomorrow. Let's make fun of the Warriors fans as well. It's just pure chaos. I don't think that's going to work out the way you want it to. Ask, <laughs> I just don't think that they're going to give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're not going to vote for Devin either. So. Yeah. I, I'm, all I'm saying is, if if we want to complain about him not being selected an All Star from the fan vote, then we have to vote. At the or we can't complain. Either one is fine. Whatever one you decide that works for me. But you can't mm -hmm. complain if we're not going to vote. Yeah, that's about it. That's all I got to say. Anyway, I think you should vote. So moving on from all-star discussions, we did get an article from Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports today. And in that article, he was talking about the Cavs and what they could do this season. And of course, the Suns came up in the article, which is why we are going to discuss it. So uh, first and foremost, he said, even though the Cavs have never been linked to Jay Crowder, that a deal involving Jay and Karis LeVert could make sense for both teams. Karis LeVert, he's averaged 12.4 points, this uh, 4.2 rebounds, and 3.7 assists 
in 35 games this season. Obviously, Crowder wants an extension from what we've been rumored to hear. Karis Levert, as Jake Fisher um, said in this article, didn't have conversations about an extension last year. How are you guys feeling about the potential that something like this could happen? Well, first off, I take Jake Fisher with a grain of salt. We've seen his track records hit or miss when it comes to these things. So mm. keep that in mind. But the trade reaper, uh, John Gambadoro, has not poo-pooed these yet. Not so, yet. So I can't <laughs> I can't for sure say that the reaper's taking care of him. Okay. Uh, Levert, look, for me, it comes down to I'm getting zero points per game from Jay Crowder. So any points per game, if you get it in a deal for Jay Crowder, is a win at this point for me. The The difference here, you're going to have to trade in Dario Saric to match salaries if you go after a Levert. Uh, so then I'm really talking about two points per game that I got to get more uh, than uh, and I think Levert would provide you that. It Does it change your fortunes? No, not necessarily, but it does give you an option this year, and then you have the option, if you like what you see, to sign him uh, without cap ramifications uh, in the summer. Yeah, I mean, I would love Levert. He's obviously not the same player he was pre-injury, but he's a combo guard that can guard multiple positions as well. Um, it's just it's funny that in the article where he brings up Jay Crowder, he mentions that, the Cavs have never been linked to the disgruntled Suns forward. So it's like, okay, what are we doing here? So then why are um, we bringing it up? Right. So it feels just more like speculation in this case. And, and like he mentions in the article, like Crowder was looking for an extension. He'll probably be looking for one for whatever team he gets traded to. And there were very little talks between the Cavs and Levert as far as an extension for him. So it, it feels like something that... It's it's more wishful thinking at this point. I would love to see a Levert trade, but I don't know if that's going to happen. It's connecting the dots just based on pieces that are out there. Right. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just speculation based on what's available. And I, I, I just I'm not very optimistic, which is going to go against the theme of this show, <laughs> um, about a trade for Jay Crowder that's really going to make any tangible difference. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. My concern here is because within this article as well, uh, Jake Fisher pointed out that, quote, although Phoenix has stood its ground on Crowder, sources said, demanding a playoff caliber player in return. Mm -hmm. At what point are we just going to whiff so hard and end up getting nothing in return for Jake Crowder oh. because we've played our hand incorrectly? That's happening. Isn't at this point any player... More of a playoff caliber player than, Technically. than Jay Crowder. <laughs> yes. Because if you make the playoffs and you don't make a deal, Jay Crowder ain't magically coming back. Mm -hmm. I, you know, like get anything you can. Uh, in you know, I get waiting a little bit closer to the deadline at this point, but get something. If you wind up just holding on to him and either just letting it ride out or buying him out after the deadline, it's a joke. Yeah. yeah no, that would be a travesty. I I don't think that's. I hope that that's not what happens, and if it is, I'm seriously looking at all these reports we've heard about Sarver and his impact on being able to make trades at this point. But yeah, you got to get something for him at this point. I feel like you're close enough where you might as well just wait it out and try and get the best deal, but you have to get something for him. I'll tell you what, if it, uh, there's a couple things that are in play right now that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. First of all, if you keep losing games, it's not going to fucking matter mm. because Jay Crowder will not be will not be viewed as a valuable asset for the Suns. He'll be more viewed as a, as an asset for the Cavaliers and they'll because they're going to perceive the Suns to be in a kind of a fire sale. Mm -hmm. Um so maybe maybe at that point you're looking at draft capital cuz you're probably not you're definitely not going to get a player worthy of a trade. Mm -hmm. I guarantee that's not going to happen. Which is not ideal because we know how James Jones values drafts. Well, he better start so, valuing drafts. Unless he's planning on using that draft capital to flip for an additional because, player or something else. Because as Espo alluded to, um, you know, your your cap situation isn't exactly the best. Mm -hmm. And if you don't start valuing draft picks and trying to make some moves and draft some some guys to get in here that that can build with your franchise – um, you might be looking at a, a at a situation where you're you're gonna have to make a move with Da or Mikhail instead of adding to them, um, which I don't know if I, I know right now we're all willing to do that anyway. But just saying, like this was supposed to be the core four, right? With mm -hmm. Cam and Da and Mikhail and Booker, um, 
you, you might be varying away from that if things continue to go south. It's huh. a core one. It's definitely <laughs> And everything else is on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're yeah. back. <laughs> Look at us. That's where we started. <laughs> Time right. is a flat circle, Gerald. Oh, boy. Next up, Fisher mentioned Boyan Bogdanovich and shared that in addition to the Cavs potentially having interest in him, so do the Suns, the Mavs, and the Lakers. We have talked so much about Bogdanovich over the last handful of months. Again, he is averaging 21.1 points, 3.6 rebounds, and 2.7 assists in his 40 games played so far this year. Anything new on the Bogdanovich front for you guys? Look, if they wanted him, and, and supposedly they've wanted him since before when he was on Utah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's nothing that works to get it done because they've been dancing around this since uh, since the offseason. So they're either going to have to pony up and give up draft capital uh, and and salary, or they're not going to be have a seat at the table. It's that simple. It's why they didn't get him from Utah. It's why if they don't get him from uh, from Detroit, that that they weren't willing to give it up. Right, and and it's unfortunate because a lot of people weren't entirely sure about Bogdanovich heading into the season when we first heard those rumors. And yeah, the Pistons are a terrible team, but he's been balling out there, um, just increasing his trade value there the whole time. And right now, the Suns could definitely use another guy who can create his own offense. And that's basically what he's doing with very little outlets around him on a bad Detroit team. So, I mean, I, I would love to see him on the Suns, but again, like you're saying, if they're restricted in terms of what they can trade in terms of salary or draft capital, you're you're not going to get it done. Well, if they're restricted on both, you're not getting anybody. I, mean, I think, yeah, I think in either case, you're not getting anybody. Yeah. If uh, if Bogdanovich is on the table, but they're asking for more, like you said, Espo, some draft capital, mm. are you willing to throw that in at this point? Well, I mean, because I know everyone, all the trade packages are always surrounded around Dario and Jay and maybe Landry or things of that nature. That's clearly not getting it done. I would trade next year's first round pick, but I don't want to go any further than that because I don't know that James Jones will be guiding the ship. So if we're basing it all on, oh, we're willing to trade trade draft capital because James Jones doesn't value the draft, well, the next guy sitting in that seat might, and I don't want to mortgage the future to get – Bojan Bogdanovic here for this year and next year when your window may not actually be open. I'm not, I don't want to give up two, three picks into the future, which I don't think it'll take that, mm. but next year's picture, I'd give it up. Not, yeah, not three picks. Two, I might. The problem is, like, their pick this year, we were approaching all of these draft talks at the start of the year, like, oh, this pick is going to be like the 30th pick. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like 25 to 30. Now we're looking at a scenario where, depending on how the next month goes, it could be a top ten. It pick. could be a top ten. <laughs> now, like, you, so we don't. If you had Bogdanovich in the in the near term, right. I think you're not you're you're not a lottery team. No, like so you're not. so that it depends on the timing. Like if you mm-hmm. wait till the trade deadline and you're sitting five, yes, six games, you know, back, like of course not. But right, right now, if if that offer came up and I could trade a first and expirings to get Bogdanovich in here. I do it right now because he'd, he'd stop the bleeding in some ways offensively. Yeah. I mean, I'll say even if that pick winds up being, if you traded this year's pick for like a, a player of Bogdanovich's caliber, even if that ends up in like the 15 to 20 range, maybe even the end of the lottery, I'm okay with that because we've seen, we've seen the draft strategy lately. We've seen how much work goes into that. And it's like I'd rather have a player that's that's a proven thing in Bogdanovich than trust in the Suns draft process. Gerald, uh, I just want to remind you of Mm -hmm. what franchise we are. (laughs) And if we traded the very last pick in the lottery, you just fucking know somehow, (laughs) some way it would end up being the number one overall pick and Wimbayama would be the fucking selection and we'd all be like we shouldn't have traded that pick yeah i mean i get your point that's but, just our luck but to gerald's point do you trust that one they're going to make the right selection and then two that they're actually going to commit to developing the well, selection i mean listen if you have the, the track record for both pick, of those haven't been been with this year, though. Hey, well yeah i mean that's that's okay, a no-brainer some, some would have said that back when they took da too so but yeah. i'm just saying if we held on to that like 14th pick and it uh, like what are the odds the suns are going to get the number one pick 
Like yeah, I know the odds don't technically change, but if it's the Suns and that, I feel like a team's 0.5% chance there, any other teams is greater than our 0.5%. Yeah, and, and even it's if it's the 14th but. pick, you know James Jones is going to take the 25th to 30th best prospect anyway. <laughs> He's going to so. take the one guy that literally on draft night, we have to be, look him up and be like, who, who the hell is that? He's projected 42nd. What? <laughs> uh, also, like, uh, let's be real, okay? Like the whole, in the moment, the whole a Aiden and Luca thing, it was debatable at the moment. Like I know there was a there's Luca people that were like, no, I knew he was gonna be a surefire, awesome player, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there was just as much people that were like, you got to take the hometown kid. He's he's great. He's done whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Wimbayama is not in either one of those categories. He is the surefire number one pick. I'm oh, just saying that. The chat is calling for Scoot. So I mean, I love Scoot, but he's the number two pick. <laughs> he's an elite number two pick. But Wimbayama is just. Otherworldly. I, I agree. I don't think there's been a prospect as heralded like since LeBron James. Since LeBron, and yeah. maybe at this point it's even more for Victor. I don't know. Because he's such a freak. Yeah. I mean, I feel like our odds of getting one or two are the same, to be honest. Basically zero. <laughs> even if we do we'll have odds to get it, we'll we're see not how the next few it. weeks go. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but how much would that just We could lose hurt? every single game for the rest of this season and we still wouldn't <laughs> get the number fair. one or number two pick, y'all. Yeah, that would the be The best rough. we would get is four. I mean, if I knew Devin Booker was out until April, mm -hmm. that changes that changes things, right? But yeah. if if there's the shot that he's coming back end of this month or right after the trade deadline, I'm still going in because I, I want to capitalize on any opportunity I have with Devin Booker playing to get in the playoffs and maybe catch lightning in a bottle. We've seen too many seasons already where Devin Booker doesn't go to the playoffs, doesn't have an opportunity. I don't want another wasted year if he's still playing uh, in, in February. You know? I'd agree with that. I think the only way that this tanking scenario pans out is, A, they continue to lose at the rate they've been losing, and B, he's not ready to come back as soon as that evaluation period is over. Um, but we'll see. Can't promise you that the rest of the season will be a lot of fun. But what I can <laughs> promise you is that our inaugural tea party is going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. That's right. PHNX and Four Peaks are headed out to Dobson Ranch Golf Course, not only for a watch party around the Suns, but also to uh, have some fun on the driving range. So this is going to be a great time. And this is your official invitation to come hang out with us. We're renting out the entire driving range and you guys can get unlimited range balls, a set of rental clubs. We're going to watch the Suns and the Timberwolves game out there as well. We're going to have food. We're going to have drinks. We're going to have contests, prizes, you name it. We got it. Also, kids 10 and under, there's a free clinic provided for them as well. So this is a family function. Also, I want to make it clear, like, take whatever you think a driving range is all about and throw it all the way out the window because mm -hmm. Dobson Ranch is not like most driving ranges. Mm -hmm. No, I, there's not very many driving ranges that have the Shot Tracer Pro, just like they have at Top Golf. That's what they have in 41 Bays. It's amazing. You can play 18 different courses through the course of the night, or you can just collect points all night long because we're going to have this cool app that we're going to show you guys how to use once you get there um, where we're going to have an actual live leaderboard, and you can see everybody that's that's got the most points throughout the night, and the top point getter will get a prize as well. So we'll have longest drive and uh, closest to the pin and things of that nature. So it's going to be fucking awesome. I actually prefer to top golf because everything's on ground level. Yeah. So you don't get those weird bays where you're So you can really see how bad you suck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, it's not like something that you – It's the cool part about this is that you can take it very seriously – if you want to, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from a golf perspective, or you could just get drunk and hit a few balls yeah, mm -hmm, and yeah. like not take it seriously at all. That's the best part of this is that it is perfect for anybody, regardless of how good you are at golf, how bad you are at golf, how much you enjoy it or don't. It's still going to be a great time for everyone. And our show, we're going to be doing it from out there as well at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. So you can check the link in the description to reserve your spot today. And if you are a GoPHNX diehard, you're going to get a discount as well. So, Saul, I don't know if you're the right person to ask this advice for at the moment, 
Um, but do you have a DraftKings pick of the week for us? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking do it yourself there, Lindsay. <laughs> fucking do it yourself. <laughs> let me just get a little. I had to get a little jab in because the odds because of me staying. Because you won two. The odds of me get staying the at the top of you the leaderboard two. are very slim, Jesus okay? Christ. The odds of me winning this are the same as the Suns getting number one overall If we go back to the course of these things, you have lost far more than you've won on your bet. But now you win two in a row at the right time, yeah. and now you're talking big shit. Exactly. Watch, you're going to end up like the Suns last year in the seven-game series getting throttled in the last four. I'm anyway, well aware of that. This is why I have to take advantage of it while I can. Are the pick tomorrow. It's a pick em right now between them and the Heat at home. Uh, they need a little rejuvenation at home, so I'm going with the Suns. Money line, straight up, take them. That's your pick of the week. Ooh, I like that. In the sense of optimism. Yes. I like that. And not shade like she just threw at me. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys like that, you can also make that bet and get $150 in free bets. (laughs) If you are a new customer on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you sign up using that promo code PHNX. So when you use the promo code, all you have to do is place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game. And like I said, if they win... You're going to get $150 in free bets. It is that simple. Again, that is code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, so we had another trade scenario that was shared today on the internet. On the No Dunks podcast today, they asked their listeners if the Raptors should blow it up mm. and proposed a, proposed a trade scenario that involved the Suns. This is a big one. And here's what they came up with. Now, so we're going to start with the rebuild, blow it up trade. Okay. Which means trading away Pascal <gasps> Siakam. <gasps> Pascal Siakam. What? player on the Raptors. He's getting traded to the Phoenix Suns along with Gary Trent Jr. In return, the Raptors get back Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson, and the Suns 2025 first round pick. I put a top five protection on it. Yeah, yeah. Out of niceness. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a blow it up kind of on both sides, almost. No, that's a blow it up for the Raptors, not for us. Well, that's a huge change for the Suns. It is, but it's one you make every day of the week if, oh, yeah. if that's available. I don't, I personally don't see the Raptors going for it, but like if you, if, <laughs> it doesn't hurt to call and ask if you are able to make trades. Well, look, you're going to get your second superstar that everybody was talking about to run alongside Devin Booker, and I do that without without hesitation. Mm. I mean, that, that it just that's a good deal, and you're keeping McHale in that deal. All of a sudden, you're running with Book, Siakam, McHale, Gary Trent on your bench. Um, I, you know, you can fill in other pieces, but I think that gives you a true core that could compete for the next five years. I'm not as sold on this as you guys are. Um, I like Siakam. He's a very good player. I I just, I I don't know. I feel like they're giving up a lot in that. I just do. I feel like that's a lot to give up for for Siakam. And Gary Trent Jr. averaging 18 points a game. He's a a good player too. Don't don't get me wrong. So that's, that's, you're trying to win now, so I get it. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. I just... I mean, you're trading Aiton, who's a question mark. Cam Johnson, we don't even know if he's going to be with this team beyond this year. Like, I roll the dice. I mean, you're not going to get a lot of opportunities to trade for a guy of Siakam's ilk. We already saw them sit on their hands and be unwilling to trade assets in the, uh, you know, in the summer that potentially, if KD was really available, may have cost them that opportunity. Uh, at some point, you got to push chips in, and I do it for this one. Siakam's averaging 26, 8, and 6. So, mm-hmm. like, to the people in the chat saying he's not a superstar, I mean, I, I get it's hard to watch teams outside of the one that we watch, and we, we watch the Suns games majority of the time as well. But, like, Siakam is really, really good. Um, I get you would be hurting at the center position a little bit. Siakam can play there as a small ball. He's obviously not your long-term solution at the five spot, but... Man, if you had Book, Siakam, and McHale in a, his proper spot as like a third or a fourth option instead of second or third, like that's that's a pretty good lineup. And that's something that you can compete now, maybe not contend right now, but you can compete now and tailor around that group moving forward for the future. 
Um, Siakam is 28 years old, but he's still got a, f- a few more years left on his prime. Um, you know, we've talked about Cam Johnson, his injury concerns. We've talked about DA and the inconsistency. And again, when it comes to first round picks with this team, I'm just not as high on them as I would be on any other team because they don't really put the adequate research or resources into their draft process. So why would we value those picks? See, Alcom and Gary Trent make under that uh, 10.8 threshold that Sarver's got to approve, <laughs> right? Sure. No? Yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, I think it's interesting. This happens every single trade, but this one seems to be even more than some of the other ones. Super split. There are people in the chat that's are, that are like, the Suns would be idiots to make that trade. Uh, the Raptors would laugh at the Suns. That is crazy talk. Uh, yes, they would. The Raptors would want yeah. way more. The Suns shouldn't they. add anything else in that. I would never include all of this stuff. But Albert H. says... You guys will turn on Spicy P fast. I'm from Toronto. Trust me. I just... I I will say this. There is a unique perspective that fan bases have when they're watching players and they're like us. Mm -hmm. How many times have we heard, why do you guys hate DeAndre Aiden so much? Well, we watch him every single day. You can understand the consternation with what DA brings to the table, right? But other fan bases don't. It could be the same thing with us where we just don't we don't watch him on an everyday basis. We see him in the big games and we see him, you know, we, we know he's a good player, but it's just different when you're watching him every single game and seeing what he's really all about. So, I mean, I'm not going to dis I'm not going to disregard that, um but it is Pascal Siakam. I mean, he is a very good player. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but Albert H is a Suns fan. He's in our chat all the time. He just lives in Toronto, so he, oh, he understands I know, that. But when you're there in the city, you, you see yeah. him a lot more. I, than I'd much rather hate on a guy averaging 28, 8, and 6 than <laughs> a guy <laughs> averaging uh, 18 and, and 10 Nine. or whatever it is he's yeah. at right now. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay with a with – even if I started to dislike him a slight bit, I'll take that stat line over it. Right. And, and to the people in, in the chat, and there's been multiple of them, talking about, oh – well, you can't play without a center. Two years ago, it was, oh, it's position is basketball. You don't need DA. Anybody can play center. It's like, last year, it was yeah, JaVale McGee is fine. <laughs> you, you don't oh, need yeah. a, a JaVale's per 36, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like, Fuck out of here. I just, I don't <laughs> get Literally, it. earlier this season, it was Jock Landale can be our center of the future. <laughs> I don't think and anyone. And that's no Jock. It's just. I don't think anyone intelligent was saying that. I think. <laughs> wow. I'm no, it's not even shade at Jock. I'm just saying, like, I don't think anyone was saying we can replace DA with Jock that was not being a troll about it. Like, I think there's a difference between saying the Suns get really good production out of their centers versus that. Like, JaVale was really good off the bench, off the bench as a center. Not he wasn't, that doesn't mean he would have been a good starting center. I feel like people need to realize the nuance in that. But I think the belief and what we've always heard this, this, team in this particular front office believes is you could get a guy for 10 to 15 million that can play center for you you can and do good enough to where you're a contender and and not need to have 33 million invested in the center position right which i think is what's being being missed here well, yeah and that's and i think that's a totally valid thing look at the warriors they just won a championship with kavon looney as their He's starting be an all-star this year Leave we, him alone. we need some shooters <laughs> We need some shooters. Like we need some shot. We that, need some that, shot that, creation that and some offensive creation. But Samuel also brings up a good point in the chat. Uh, if this were to even be considered, DA would have to accept it. Do you think DA would want to go play for the Raptors in Toronto? Mm-hmm. I mean, Toronto's a beautiful Toronto's city. A dark now, city. what he will not like is when they say, "By the way, your money here does not equal your money there. <laughs> the taxes in Toronto." <laughs> are crazy yeah, just drive over the border to buffalo and buy stuff like you'll be all right <laughs> that's Sorry not how this works at all yeah i i don't know about that one so i'm like wait you want to take how much no i'm good i'm gonna stay here i just i kind of feel like he's at a point where if it's if it's a franchise that's known to be a good franchise he'll he may just say yes to get a fresh start it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't his know. His people will never let him do that. His I, people, one of his people lives in Toronto. Yeah, his, but his and people already and got they paid. would know. His agent ain't gonna lose any money because he what he got his he got his slice. I'm just saying, whatever way, whatever way it goes, that person would have a lot more inside perspective. 
on the yeah. situation. That's why I said she, they're probably going to be like, no, nah, don't come here. You're going to lose like five extra million dollars. You don't need to do that. I think the situation would have to get a lot worse over the next few weeks for DA to be wanted, wanting to be traded somewhere else. Because I know people always make a big deal about Monty and DA not seeing eye to eye or like DA being made into a scapegoat or whatever. But to hear when you hear him talk about Monty, when you hear him talk about his teammates, the city, like I know that people always say, well, that's what they're supposed to say. But like there's a genuine honesty whenever DA talks to us. And it's always talking about how Monty has helped him grow as a player and a man, as how these teammates are his brothers, Mikhail and Cam, like they call themselves the twins and the, they added a triplet with DA. Like I, I just, I feel like things would have to really sour in the next week for him to want to be traded somewhere else. I get else. that, but if once again, by agreeing in principle to trade you somewhere else, this franchise is saying, eh, we didn't want to sign you to the contract. We want to sign you. Now we're willing to trade you. Yeah. Like, at what point does that loyalty not matter anymore because it's not being shown? No, back I, th I, I think I think DA is well past that point about the loyalty stuff to the franchise. I mean, listen, like they they didn't want to give him an extension. They didn't, you know, there was a lot of different things that went into this, and then he had to sign with Indiana to force their hand. Like that's just how this goes. So I don't think he. I agree with Gerald in terms of his his desire to maybe keep playing with the guys that he's playing with. Yeah, but I don't think he gives a shit about playing for the Phoenix Suns as an organization, the way they currently stand, because they didn't reward him when he thought he should be rewarded. So I think uh, from a business perspective, um, I don't necessarily agree that that he's, I don't think he's looking to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I, will, I will say that. I don't think he's looking to go anywhere, but I don't think it's because of his loyalty to the Suns. I just think that it has to be the right position and the right scenario for him to want to go. And I don't know if Toronto's really that. Well, in this scenario, we'd be going with one of his uh, twins, so. He'd at least know somebody there. That's true. <laughs> okay, so Broseph in the chat said, yeah, I'd rather give Mikhail and Cam J versus Aiden. At this point in time, because we've seen a lot of people, I think we, that's what you might have even said earlier in the show, everyone not named Devin Booker is available. We mm -hmm. had difficult conversations over the summer, obviously, around Kevin Durant. What we'd like to give up would be, what we, what we would be willing to give up. If we're talking a top, 30, 25 player in the NBA, is everyone available outside of book? Yes. Like there's nobody that you would yes. be like, I want to hold on to at this point. No. I give you a pecking order though. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I mean, there's an there's an order to it. Oh, That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about Do the, you want to give us a pecking order? Hell yeah, order I'll give song? you my my like listen, if there's a pecking order, obviously <laughs> Devin Booker off the table. And then you have the three, the main the, the three main ones, because you gotta consider nobody's trading for Chris Paul. So he's out of the picture as well, right? Are we mm. all in agreement on that? Yeah. yeah. Nobody would trade for Chris Paul. Something stupid, like it, it happened. The Suns yeah. would have to attach like a draft pick to him, or, or, to some team that's like rebuilding uh, or something. Or Westbrook. Or Westbrook. That would be the only, oh, God. if the like, Suns like, went, hey, we're in desperation. Listen, yeah. like I will say this, like I did not think Chris Paul could ever get traded, right? However, comma, if the Suns should continue to falter mm. and the Lakers – somehow kept turning it around and they found themselves in a position and LeBron, I could see LeBron forcing that to happen. I could see that just Wait. so he could play with Chris Paul for one last kind of ride. Wave goodbye to your LeBron James of the summer yeah. dreams then. But could you imagine the collusion speculation because James oh gosh, Jones yeah. is LeBron's buddy? <laughs> yeah. Like it would not, that would not be pretty. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So my, my pecking order is Cam Johnson. Okay. Mikhail Bridges, DA. I would trade DA last of the three. Okay. Oh, see, I would trade him because I'm bearing in mind contract here. I'm bearing in mind what you're trading for. You're still going to need wings. Like you can find a center that's still going to be good on an elite team for a fraction of the cost. And I feel like teams are looking at DA as he has the most trade value of those three for sure. So well, I'm just telling you, you how I how I would feel about oh, to get oh rid of okay. this is just from I like a were... connection, emotional yeah. kind of okay. connection yeah, to like, well okay. and and value. I think I think right now DA is more valuable than Mikhail. I just he, do. He is, but I think because of that, you're not going to get as much as if you lead with Mikhail and Cam Johnson. And I think if you trade DA, you have a better chance of replacing what he does and saving a lot more money than you do the other way around. Yeah, there's no logic to this. I just, okay, I just, based <laughs> off of. The three ranking in order who I would get rid of first before the next. Okay. My pecking order is simple. Devin Booker, 
Jeez. Jock Lindell, get the hell out of town. <laughs> oh I God. mean, that's my list. Yeah. I, I mean, mean we don't, you know what, Espo, your list to. isn't very different from quite a few people. It just goes Devin Booker, Josh Okogie, or Dwayne Washington Jr. in place of Jock Landale there. Mm. But those three, those three are number two on quite a few people's list here recently. Um, all right. Listen, tomorrow the Suns and the Heat will face off. If you guys are feeling some type of way about that game. Obviously, they'll be back home, which is a positive. But if you're feeling any type of way about that game, let me give you the pregame breakdown. One, you're going to pick up some OGs from your local dispensary. They have tons of amazing flavors, and you get all types of feelings from using them, mostly 100% positive, though. So it's a good way to start off a Suns basketball game as of late. Then, too, you're going to come hang out with us on the pregame, and we'll get you ready. But I would recommend, Saul, are you with me on this one? Uh, OG is probably about the same time our pregame show starts. A million percent. I would take it probably an hour before an pregame. An hour before? Because it kicks in right when the pregame show, and then our pregame show goes to another level for you. So that's good. There you go. So that's your pregame schedule for tomorrow before the Suns and the Heat face off. I might consider taking one of the sleep gummies about 30 minutes <laughs> before tip-off. And just sleeping through it in some cases is the way it's been going. But No, see, a, the, that sleep gummy downer. comes into play right when our post-game show starts. So an hour oh, okay. after the post-game show, basically you join us for the whole post-game show. But by the time it ends, you are ready to sleep soundly. Thanks we should do that because we still have to drive home. <laughs> no, we shouldn't do that. Only if you are watching from wherever you're going to be sleeping that same day. Um, but also, reminder to check out their new CBD THC Happy Balance Ratio mm, Flavor Strawberries and Cream. It's going to be delightful. And as always, you can find them at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. If you're feeling a little extra sassy tomorrow and you don't want to watch from home with some OGs, you could check out the Game Time app and go watch them in person. Be sassy in this person. This one's a little bit more of a, of a risk for how your night will turn out. But with the, the bad play as of late... And the 60% discount that you can get up to on the Game Time app, you might get some really good seats for a good price. I love that she basically just said, Gerald, you're in for a shitty night tomorrow night. But you're, gonna be out. <laughs> you're potentially in for a shitty night tomorrow because you're yeah. going to be at the arena. So. Do, do you guys feel like the emotions of the game are way more heightened, though, when you're at the game? Yeah. I feel like if I'm watching from home and it's a really bad game, like, is it suck? Yes. But it sucks way worse when you're at the arena and you oh, can yeah. feel the collective, like, Heaviness. Yeah, but I got the collective other people to to make me realize I'm not crazy. I've got all these other people that feel the same way. So That's yeah. true. I think people well, with I, I would love to give you some good news. <laughs> huh. But you don't have any? What, what is it? <laughs> What's the, bad the cheapest news? right now that you can find to go to this game uh, is $82 all in pricing in the upper deck. I'm Tomorrow? Surprised. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I am seeing prices right now. And mm. that's why we wait until the last minute. When people realize, when reality sets in that they can't sell these tickets. Because mm-hmm. um, right now, I see prices as high as $5,711. Yeah, but you get to sit on Devin Booker's lap. Yeah, I mean, it's are true. You, are but you still, playing in the game? Or <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, you tap on Monty on the shoulder and say, hey, I'm going in. I'm filling in, coach. Yeah. Hey, I paid $5,000 for this ticket. I'll put myself in if I fucking want to, Monty. You hey, know what? He's desperate for lineups right now. <laughs> We might be overplaying this whole, like, if the sun suck, ticket prices will go down until the new ownership comes in. Because you got to get all that you can't. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter well, at this matter. point. No, but there's, <laughs> there's still the, the ones who are Damn it. It be, it told me I have to sell my tickets. <laughs> under the same umbrella. So I don't know. But anyway, check out the Game Time app. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description of this show. So if you're looking for tickets, hit that link. I will say this, too. Just, like, listen, the Game Time app is the best way to go about getting your tickets. But, fuck! Ticket prices are insane here. Like, the Denver Nuggets, just as a frame of reference, $65 to sit in the lower bowl. That's because they have shitty fans, so nobody goes. like their their baseline. Okay. Whereas here, it's, like, well over $120. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Yeah, but we've been down. We've we've had these discussions before. The price hike, with the minute the Suns were even no, remotely close to no, good, I was know. astronomical. It was so greedy. It was. Yeah, it was. It was a little especially with shady. the timing of everything. Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started. We'll go down that road forever. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, while we wait for Devin Booker and Cam Johnson to return, 
Keep this is breath. the positive part, right? Maybe mm-hmm. hey, a little bit. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not. Let's I don't know. Let's give it our, huh? our best. We're going to give it our best <laughs> shot. What are some ways the suns can sustain? Well, for me, it's very simple. You play Dwayne Washington more. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. uh, again, la- la- if you look at his splits from last year to this year, um, you know, his shooting percentages – um, like overall, like he's, if he gets more time, he plays better. He just does, you know? And so I just, you know, the only, the only percentage right now that he's, he's kind of tailed off in terms of like who he is right now versus what he has has been a career was, is his free throw shooting. And those are significantly worse right now. I don't know why he's shooting like 60% from the free throw line where he normally is in the eighties. Um, but overall, like you have lacked scoring significantly in this stretch, you play Dwayne Washington more, give him some burn, give him some confidence, see if you have something just kind of sleeping there. He's only played 22 games so far, even though he played like two minutes yesterday, which counted as a game, which is infuriating. Why even put him in? Because it counts against the 50 like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So he's got 28 games left to play with, and you still have half the season to go. Give the man some burn. See if he's worth elevating from that two-way contract. And, and and give yourself a chance to see what these guys are all about. Same thing with Ish. Ish should play some more as well. Like those two guys um, and Jock. You got to play these guys more because what else are we doing? You see what these other guys are, are are capable of and it ain't getting the job done. So play Dwayne Washington some more and see what you got. You yeah. learned this in, You learned this last year. Yeah. Aaron Holiday. <laughs> Damn it. And I, I think we're definitely going to see more of Dwayne now that, I mean, we're assuming, but campaign – Reaggravated his foot injury last night. He had to leave the game, didn't come back. So we'll probably see more of Dwayne in the interim. I think I agree with you, though. I think there needs to be a shorter leash on campaign's minutes and possibly even like give Dwayne a shot at the backup slot because we know what campaign is going to give you. We know how sporadic it can be. And we know that he's working his way back from an injury, too, on top of that. So I would like to see what Dwayne can do. He's 22, so he's one of the few guys on your roster that's young enough and still has untapped potential. Good teams can contend with young guys kind of riding the bench. Great teams find ways to work them in to the rotation and allow them to partake in that kind of competitive environment. So I would like to see what they have in him. I know he's a a negative on the defensive end, but he's one of the few guys on your roster that can consistently create his own shot. So I would definitely like to see more of Dwayne moving forward. It's not... You know, it's not like the biggest thing. Like they're not going to play him and suddenly turn it all around and start winning games, but it could help. Uh, This isn't a shot of you. I'm frustrated with the well. The guy can't play D right now. Nobody's playing D on this team. Also, yes. So at least least if they could make a bucket, that would be nice. And Mm -hmm. I think Dwayne Washington Jr. is definitely that guy. Ish has shown the ability to to hit some some threes from the corner and, and has worked on that shot. You're grasping at straws. You might as well put these guys in and give them give them run. And he's only played 15 minutes or more seven times this year, and I think the Suns are four and three in those games. So it's not like he's you know going out there and being a disaster when he plays even moderate minutes. He dropped 21 against the the Miami Heat last time they played. Mm. Play him tomorrow, Monty. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Y'all got any ideas? Go ahead, yeah, so. I think stop fouling. This That's is, a big one. <laughs> uh, look, I, I went through and looked at all the stats from this season with Devin Booker and without. You're 2-8 without him. You're fouling 4.3 times more often on average per game than you did while he was there. You cannot be giving up free points when you're having trouble scoring. You're scoring 10 fewer points a game with Book out, so you can't give away free points. Be smarter and don't foul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. They're 29th in free throw rate, I think, this season. So not very good at getting to the line. And also, since the start of December, they're giving up a league high 27 free throws and only taking about 21, which is 28th. So you're talking about giving up the most and taking the second few or the third fewest. That's not good. Do you feel like that comes from a place of playing? You're playing from a place of desperation almost where you've lo- lost the intensity around defense so because you're losing it sometimes when you get frustrated you allow that to sort of be a frustration move or you play a little bit reckless compared to what you normally would play it can be I just think they're not on a string right now and I think the 
inconsistency with the starting lineup doesn't help with that. They don't have two of their five normal starters or preferred starters for this season. That definitely hurts. Um, but yeah, it's just they're not defending well. They're they're making mistakes that we didn't see them make at all, barely at all last year. Um, so they got to get back on track on that end. I think some of it's effort too. We've talked about last lackadaisical play in some of these games. Uh, it shows its ugly head mostly on defense. I mean that. So the second those shots don't start falling, they, their shoulders slump. The defense takes a hit too. And then when you're playing sloppy defense, you tend to foul more. Yeah. Yeah, listen, free throws have always been uh, the problem for the Suns and fouling and really their la- their lack of their own aggressiveness. I don't know if it's about really necessarily stopping the fouling. For me, it's more of them creating more contact for them to get to the free throw line, namely DeAndre Ayton, who as a big should not be going to the free throw line less than two times a game. That's just the most atrocious thing in the history of the NBA, to quote Bill Walton. <laughs> yeah. His team doesn't really like contact. Though. No, they're kind of soft. They don't, and that's that's kind of related to one that I had as far as them needing to find a way to attack the basket more, and I know we've talked about this in the past, and it might just be a part of their genetic makeup, but at a certain point, you have to look at the numbers and realize, okay, we're 29th in frequency of shots at the rim. We are 16, or we were 16th in points in the paint before December started, and since then we're 28th. Like they're 29th in free throw rate, like we talked about. And then there's a stat called location effective field goal percentage, which gives a sense of a team's efficiency in their shot profile by kind of operating under the premise of if a team shoots league average from every spot on the floor, like what would their effective field goal percentage be? So the Suns are dead last in that category and they were last year. And that indicates a team that doesn't shoot around the rim enough and doesn't shoot enough threes. They've shot a ton of threes this year, and they've been pretty good at that, but they don't get to the rim at all. They're still way too mid-range heavy. And if you go back and watch their first quarters from the last two games where they could barely score 15 points, couldn't even get to that point, it was all a bunch of pull-up mid-range jumpers. Like, there's nobody that's putting their head down and getting to the rack. Josh Okogie is their best driver on this team with Devin Booker out. Like, they have to change their mentality somehow. Well, and the problem, too, is the guys that can drive tend to miss a lot. They do. Campaign, <laughs> Josh Okogie, even Landry Shamit when he's aggressive, they tend to miss at the rim. Mm-hmm. So that's just a bad combination when the few guys that do drive miss. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. Gerald, to your point about shifting your mindset, I think that's an important one for this team as well. They need to shift their mindset. So I'm not saying Devin Booker subtweeted his team with this tweet he sent out. Uh, shortly before the show started, but he did tweet out, quote, nobody cares, go to work, which is a quote from Kevin Durant. And, <laughs> which is, but which honestly, is a subtext <laughs> in, itself, in and of itself. Uh, you know. But honestly, there's so many excuses that could be made for the Suns team this year, mm-hmm. from the way that the season started with all the drama to the injuries and yada, 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 and so forth. But like Kevin Durant and Devin Booker just said, Nobody cares. Nobody Go to work. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. Nobody cared when Jamal Murray was out. Nobody cared when Kawhi was out. Nobody gave a shit about any of those other superstars getting out. Listen, like we, we've we seen everybody else deal with this. I've said this a million times. So they got to figure it out and get through. And, yes, we don't have a backup superstar like some of those other teams do. Mm-hmm. Um, or not anymore we don't. Like we thought we did, but now he's – you know, he's just not the same player, and that's the, just what it is. The other thing, too, is that I'm not trying to, like, be mean about the situation, but you can see, like, we've had people in the chat over the last week be like, is it just me? I feel like I've never seen Monty feel this down. He looks sad. And yesterday after the game, uh, when Mikel was talking with Dwayne, somebody said, I've never seen Mikel look sad after a loss. Like, he's been frustrated and upset and owned up to it, but he looks just like super bummed out and Mm -hmm. it's really easy to lean into those feelings and just sulk you can't do that you know why because winning is fun and losing isn't yeah well Mm -hmm. then get back to winning don't know how to don't aren't used to losing which is weird to say about certain (laughs) some of these guys that were there (laughs) for it yeah yeah. some of them know what but they didn't they didn't think they were going to go back to the dark ages not this soon um but yeah, my, my last one as far as possible solutions to getting this thing back on track and playing even 500 basketball again, they and they did this last night as well, and it it didn't you know work in terms of the end result, but it led to a little bit better start to the game. Um, 
they can't keep starting Tory Craig. Like he has just, especially with book out that five man lineup of Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, Mikhail Bridges, Tory Craig, and DeAndre Ayton has a negative 49 net rating in 77 minutes together. Like that's atrocious. Craig is a team worst minus 4.9 on the season. Like he's not Jay Crowder. He's not Cam Johnson in terms of shooting or in terms of defensive rotations. Like they need to try something else. I would honestly be okay with them going with a small lineup where they start a campaign or a Dwayne Washington in there going small, a Damian Lee and playing small. Like they, they keep going with these big lineups to try and match opponent size. They need to just do what they do best and try and run them off the floor, try and shoot them off the floor, um, use speed and quickness to their advantage. They, they've got to try something different because Torrey Craig as the starting four just hasn't worked. Yeah, it worked for a short time, but he's just not used to playing these kind of minutes and he's worn down. I mean, that you look at it, he came out of the gates all right, but mm-hmm. ever, you know, over the last couple of weeks, it's been pretty brutal. I agree with you. You got to do that. And Dario isn't the answer. Right. All right. Uh, any final thoughts on what you think the Suns could do? Yeah, I have one other. You mm-hmm. Protect the basketball. Mm-hmm. They have 2.5 fewer assists a game without Devin Booker, and they almost have a full turnover more since Devin Booker's been out. Limit that, and you're cutting the possessions that you know uh, that your opponent has, and it, that's that's important. And maximizing your own possessions. This team's best when they move the ball around, and they need mm-hmm. to get back to that. Yeah, and I've got two last ones. I I think it's worth noting that I know people are down on Mikhail Bridges right now, and rightfully so, because he's been awful for the last month. But I really don't see a scenario where he continues to shoot 39% from the field like he has since the start of December. And the dude has played 400 more minutes than the next closest Suns player. At a certain point, fatigue is already settling in. He's the only consistent piece in their rotation. They've got to find a way to level out his minutes a little bit so he's not that tired um and hopefully getting a guy like cam johnson back will help with that um but the last thing is getting off to better starts we've talked about this too they're 29th in offensive rating 28th in point differential in the first quarter since the start of december they've been terrible um missing a top 10 first quarter score like devin booker obviously hurts but um, you just can't put yourself in a hole, especially when you don't have the firepower to climb back out of it. That's why I hate stats. Why? Because if you look at stats, you know, we, we were talking about this before the show. When you look at Mikhail Bridges' stats, you'd never know anything is, is going wrong at all because his stats are decent. Like, they're they're pretty good. He's And you said, you like, he's got some career highs going on right now. Mm-hmm. But if you look at, like, really this last stretch of games where they've needed him to step up, he hasn't done it. And that's where his play has kind of stood out more. So even though his stats tell a different story, the reality is is we you need more from him right now, and mm-hmm. he's not able to produce it. Yeah, the stat I hate most lately is that final score. If I could ignore <laughs> that, this season would be pretty good. That's yeah. my least favorite one right now, too. That's why I'm with you on that. Uh, you know what my favorite thing is, though? What's that? Illegal Pete's. <laughs> Is it, is it? Is it? I mean, right <laughs> your now, favorite thing? Right now, it's my oh, favorite right now. thing. This, I'm not going to be a moment. I'm not besmirching illegal peeps. It's, no. it's my favorite thing because I learned what you just today said, <laughs> that illegal peeps has endless options of fresh ingredients that can fit almost any diet or dietary restriction. You know what we should do? Which is pretty cool. We should go to illegal peeps. Let's go. Not right now, right now, because we're in the show. You ain't about to But let's life. go to Illegal Pete. <laughs> uh, yeah, so quit pushing it off if you're trying to start a new diet this new year because Illegal Pete's has what you need. Like I said, fresh ingredients that can fit almost any diet or dietary restriction. So it's a no-brainer. You can eat Pete's just for the health of it. Uh, Illegal Pete's is always our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Like I said, the uh, PHNX Sun Devil guys, they're going to have some informal happy hours out there, they've got bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, a full bar with some really good margaritas, too, if you're not really worried about the whole new year, new diet type thing. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. New year, new me. Let's go. <laughs> also, I learned this. Dry January is like a thing, right? Everyone does that every year. Mm-hmm. Well, Illegal Pete's has a... because it's, um, it's court mandated. Shit. <laughs> They have a non-alcoholic beer that is quite tasty and it works. 
for dry January. So if uh, that is something you are participating in, check out Illegal Pizza as well. Oh, man. We talked about the PHNX Tea Party earlier. Uh, you might as well go ahead and buy some Bad Murdy merch when you come out next Friday. It's dope. It's colorful. There's a lot of different varieties of the clothing that they have from pants, shorts, to uh, some quarter zips, some polos, hats, the whole shebang. Uh, and I'll be rocking mine when I go out there. Uh, Espo, do you have some? No, I oh, don't. Sorry. Because um, Max so, hasn't gotten me So in. Max and Sean and Shane, they'll all be rocking theirs as well. So it's pretty dope. Um, so you just use promo code PHNX underscore sports 15 for 15% off on the next order at badbirdiegolf.com and get your swag today. Can I get that full safari look that's in that image if I go to yes. Yes, can. Yes, can. Yeah. You right. absolutely can. All right, we are going to round out today's show with a game. Let's go! That producer <laughs> Emma has surprised us with. I, we all have no clue what's coming. Don't underwhelm no. us. I'm Let's very, go. Very, oh, man. Are you guys ready? Yeah. She's just yeah. replaying last night's game. <laughs> That's it. Well, okay. So for today's game, pretty much what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys names of people that work at PHNX. And the first thing that comes to your head, like if they were to be arrested... What oh. is the first thing that comes to your head that you oh, think man. that they would do? Don't a. Hey, so what are they up getting a arrested for? Yes. Okay. Before you blurt something out nope. inappropriate. Yeah, yes. I'm just going full out. <laughs> Don't get fired. <laughs> okay. Fun, oh, guys. Man, this is gonna be bad. Don't get fired. Somebody's okay. not gonna be pleased. Okay, I like ready? How everyone is starting to gravitate. Okay, ready for the first one? Yes. Okay. Craig Morgan. Nothing. Tax evasion. Oh, that's good. That yeah, good I was one. I was going to say like embezzlement or something. Yeah, I would say something like smart. real estate fraud. It's going to be like one of those smart crimes. Uh, illegally <laughs> buying a home crime. in Canada right now because U.S. people can't. There you go. <laughs> Next one, Jacob Franklin. I feel like Jacob could just like like go off one time if he had a bad day like if he had like he's about to become a brand new father which i feel like is going to be really stressful first time father right mm. i feel like jacob could just go off one day and like throw a trash can through a window i could see jacob getting out of his car and having uh, having road rage just because yeah. he just snapped Maybe. one day yeah. yeah a million percent so we yeah. all agree jacob's yeah. gonna snap one <laughs> yeah. day yeah. Yeah. mine is yeah. his joker story mine is uh he's going to shank a golf ball and hit oh. somebody with it and Get arrested for inadvertent <laughs> assault. Because, you, have you seen Jacob on a golf you course? You can't get arrested oh, no. for that. When you started with Shank, I was I was Whoa, not expecting that to that's end after well. He gets in prison, so. Okay, next one, Sean DePaz. <laughs> Is it? That's yeah, arson. He's committing arson. One hundred percent. He threatened. That's right. Mm -hmm. What? How do I not know this? I don't know. I was going to say either arson or public intoxication, celebrating an AC win too hard. But we're not asking what he's been arrested for. We're <laughs> saying what he might be No, like if you got a call from this person and they're like, hey, I was arrested. What does your mind go to that you think that they got arrested for? Apparently, <laughs> apparently arson is I guess thing arson is You guys just don't hang around Sean that's enough. Crazy. That's yeah. funny. Okay. Okay. Next one. Michaela Perkins. No, mm. oh, she definitely mm. stole money from a sorority. <laughs> Public Low key? She embezzled it as the president of whatever. whatever. Assault. <laughs> yeah, yes. I felt like Michaela could, would go out one night and a guy would be a complete a-hole and she would just punch him in the face. Okay. I can totally. see that. I would bail you out if you did that, man. I think. I, oh, man. Murdered, <laughs> murdered a goat. You hate goats, right? Murdered a I think goat? murdered a goat. Murdered a goat. Well, it depends. Okay, are you guys ready for the next one? Yeah. Yeah. Leah Merrill. Leah Merrill. Leah. Killing somebody with kindness. There, there's no uh, chance Leah got arrested. Yeah, I don't. You have to give a crime. She doesn't break the rules. And two, she, I feel like if she got pulled over, she'd be able to talk she, herself it'd out. It'd be like jaywalking or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. You have she to, you have to give a crime. She probably Just give like one. stole some illegal maple syrup accidentally <laughs> across the go. border. That's all it is. There you go. That was it. Like she, did, she tapped the wrong tree at the wrong time <laughs> or some shit. Petey, Steve Petey. Peter. Petey's Petey. the one I think could snap on somebody. Petey? Oh. Petey. All that stress Petey's coming tough. out of life. Petey is tough. Petey is tough. I don't know what Petey... Oh, uh, like 
probably like scamming somebody like a computer fraud type of situation. You think? Yeah. P- yeah. Petey's the computer like, fraud? No, yeah, because like, he's got us all fooled. I feel like Petey is low-key like a man of many hidden talents, so I would this picture him in like an Ocean's Eleven's type crew or in ca- his spare or time. Or Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like That's what I'm picturing for Petey. <laughs> he's a heister. Yeah. Okay. I'm so fun. There's a couple that are like really easy that I'm already, I'm already ready for. Like who? Go ahead. <laughs> I want to know who you're ready for. Go. Just say somebody. Anthony Totri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one. Mm. I'm I'm really <laughs> trying. No, no I'm there's just no short joke. There's no short joke. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Totri. Totri's hard. Yeah, he's he's not. He's. Uh, I mean, the short joke is like low hanging fruit, but like at least, at least we can, can grab it. it. So like, I don't. <laughs> Sean says Totri would get framed for something. Framed? Yeah. Mm. I feel like Totri would scam somebody out of something. He's got that slick nature to him, fast talker. You okay? You You okay? Mm. Hmm. All right. Next one Johnny Venerable. Oh, Johnny is very Mm. much a a telemarketing scam artist. (laughs) He absolutely, oh, a million percent. There's no, there's no other way to go about it. He would absolutely talk to you and get you to, he's, he's a wolf of wall street. He would absolutely (laughs) get you to invest in some penny stocks and rob you of every single dime you have. I can see that. Love you, Johnny. (laughs) Jesse Friedman. Oh, he definitely, um, he's embezzling money. Yeah, that's, that's from embezzlement. (laughs) From a church. It's, it's embezzlement. Yeah. From a church. Yeah. From a church. <laughs> no, no. From a church. No, no. All the donations that go into the pot, they go right into his pocket. For sure. I was thinking, well, he started his own church. It was a stealing from me. That could be true, too. <laughs> the mustache behind the Mac. Shane. Oh, that's the it's, easiest one of all time. He left his OGs in his uh, yeah. overnight bag. Underground gambling room. Yeah, gambling. For sure. <laughs> it has to be something there's, with gambling. There's no, there's like no other way about this. Like where the parents create the gambling in their basement? I could see that being yeah, Shane. No, no, Shane's definitely rounders all over again. <laughs> Give that man his money. <laughs> I would go to that gambling uh, establishment, though. Yeah? For sure. Okay. Do you guys want to do each other? The the five of us? You're mine. You guys want to do this you are five, five years old. literally started this with don't say anything inappropriate. Uh, I didn't say anything. <laughs> okay, so Espo. Just do Espo. We'll go we'll go through the five of us. Let's do it. Honestly, I feel like Espo could snap too. Oh, I've seen Espo, Espo snap. Who says I have? I feel like Espo could snap and also throw a trash can. I think the window. day that the Suns win a championship, he'll be arrested. <laughs> Public intoxication, here I come! I think there's no other answer for me than yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's pretty That's oh. a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. What about Gerald? Gerald. What Gerald would, like, forget to, like, pay for something. I think that's, that's yeah. probably spot on. Mm, I don't know. Like... Like, forget to pay for his mortgage for a month? Like, what are we talking? <laughs> like, like, okay, like if Gerald got a ticket in the mail from one of the, like, camera things. Oh, yeah, I did not pay He wouldn't one. pay it at all. No, I did not. <laughs> Even though You're I think technically, Come at me. technically, I think <laughs> you could get away with not paying those, no, tax evasion. that's something Gerald wouldn't would Tax have. evasion. Code, code said tax evasion. I okay. hate the taxes. <laughs> Saul Bookman. Hmm. <laughs> Be I've careful, he's your boss. Some of the I, chat's funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think if Saul ever accidentally fell into a time warp and went back to, like, the 40s or 50s, he'd be one of those people that got arrested for cursing in public. Like, yeah, you know why? Because <laughs> I'm fucking black. That's why. In the 40s and 50s? Are you serious right now? Like, yeah, that's so, why I would get arrested. So I it's not because I said X, Y, and Z. It's because I'm black. So I don't see I don't see color. No, oh. then that's the worst thing you can say. That's the worst thing. I look at you as my friend. Oh, my God. Just, we uh, need to do yeah. racial training in this fucking building right down oh now. My oh, God. my God. The temperature on set just. Oh, you my did, God. Multiply. Me? Are you kidding? Take a beat and think about what you're saying. And this guy goes to me to go to the 40s and 50s what he was trying to make a joke about you dropping f-bombs all the time okay we're just gonna move on and save ourselves fucking Lindsay, go move on move Lindsay, go Lindsay. go to 
No, there's words. <laughs> Lindsay's either like cult leader or just like a cult activity. I love that. That's a million funny. percent. A million percent. That's yeah. still- I think, I I think she has a scam product on QVC that she launched. I also Ooh, think that's a good idea. Lindsay's also the type of person. I saw this episode of uh, Law and Order one time. Where like they heard this scream coming from inside the house, but they couldn't figure out where it was. And then they figured out it was like part of the bed that this guy had locked people in. And when they wheeled it out, there was just some person just stuck in like this cage under the bed. I could see her doing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Mid-level marketing. I could see her starting some uh, scam company. Sure. Hello said Lindsay would be for straight up killing someone in it, not yeah. bothering. Yeah. Her. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like low key serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she, she, I really appreciate she, all of this information that you guys are sharing. She with might have already now. done it. We just don't know. She yeah. just comes in every day. It's just nonchalant about it. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait. We out. had an intern named David once. <laughs> 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 all right. What about Emma? Feeling ASU segment. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if honestly though, you guys are who were you talking about public intoxication earlier? That would be no. Emma because she's no. a, she's just she's so new into it. No. I can totally see that. No, she's not. I love that you're like she's so new into it. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's been running Legally, the same game for years now. Legally, <laughs> she's new into it. Okay, and we drink responsibly here. Yes. At PHNX. Yeah. Right. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my guess for Emma. Oh. Public intoxication. <laughs> Yeah. Anybody like Emma else? would steal a car for a jewelry. <laughs> like baby driver? Yeah. 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 True. Like, true. She's low key like the driver in the heist. But I then, can see that. Then act like innocent when she when the cop comes. <laughs> like yeah, I could see that. Okay, who would be the best part who could talk themselves out of a ticket the best you. at PH and X? You Tree. Okay. Mm. I like that one. I could probably Especially if try. it's a female it's cop, Totri's not getting a ticket. I don't know. I still think it's Leah Lindsay. could pull it off. Hey, really we can well. we can ban Juan from the chat now. I think Leah could pull it off really well. All right, Emma, that was a solid game. Thank you so much for coming up with that. I I love how we have created a crowd. Oh, here I didn't in come up offices. with it. Every single person <laughs> had to come over and see what the answers were. We appreciate you guys for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget, we'll have a pregame and a postgame show. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. If you're going to insult me for stealing donuts, smoke donuts, right? <laughs> ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always rep the family.